with me today this is going to be fun and i love it when these are fun and i've got probably two of the most fun people for every possible reason under the sun that are with me right now this is uh, being joined <laughs> right now jeff manabat from the kinsey six as well as nathan markin from the kinsey six hello hi and for those who do or don't know i know your fans know this but jeff actually plays Trixie in the Kinsey Six, Nathan, who is now playing Winnie in the Kinsey Six. And I just have to say that getting into the premise of creation and writing of content, if you haven't seen the Kinsey Six, you really got to check these guy gals <laughs> out. Uh, musically, they are stunning. Comedically, they are stunning. In social activism, they are stunning and compelling and brilliant. Kinsey Six, who is America's favorite dragapella beauty shop quartet. And if you love beauty shop quartet, barbershop, these harmonies are stunning in the true and even more heightened sense of what barbershop quartet can be. But let's go into your backstory, because originally, if you don't mind, wasn't the group started by or co-founded with by Ben Schatz? Mm -hmm. who played Rachel, and he was actually an attorney mm -hmm. in civic rights, what, under the President Clinton administration? Yeah, he was an advisor to, uh, to President Clinton uh, for his AIDS policy. Uh, ben was one of the first AIDS activist attorneys uh, in the United States um, and played a pretty significant role in, in ensuring, you know, people got to keep their jobs, keep their insurance, keep their housing, uh, you know, basic needs um, while being you know, while, while struggling to, you know, to, to live with, uh, with HIV, um, you know, with very limited options and treatment options at the time. Um, so it was, yeah, so he, he played some, he did some incredible, incredible work that, um, that lends itself to, to terrific stories, which he has plenty. Um, and can tell way better than I, and I, than I certainly can. Um, and that's the original Winnie, uh, Erwin Keller was also, uh, an attorney, uh, originally. So there were some, you know, heavy hitters involved in that smart smart people with great hearts and um and questionable talent uh and oh they, they, <laughs> they they founded the kinsey six because it was it became an outlet for them and it's a brilliant story of and it's it's a it's a it's a commissary of a lot how a lot of people can come into drag is really as an escape um and uh, and a creative outlet for them to you know to you know where their their legislative work or their policy writing work you know it satiated them in certain ways but being able to uh, to make people laugh um and to make ourselves laugh uh it was it was it was a very different way of changing hearts and minds and uh creating an outlet for our community at the time um and where it's grown to now uh is uh, is pretty amazing um that we are able to take this legacy and sort of make it our own at this point. Um, and it's a uh, big, you know, big wigs to fill, but you know, we do what we can. <laughs> I do want to well, thank you, Ron, for that incredibly, incredibly flattering and beautiful opening statement you said about the Kinsey Six. And we do appreciate the incredible delusion our fans have about our alleged talents. And it continues uh, to this day, all the way from the 90s. And I'm so excited that um, we have fans with this kind of uh, delusion about us and disposable income. Otherwise, we wouldn't be around. 
Well, you know, that brings us to, you know, disposable income, not doing a whole lot of people a whole lot of good when they can't go anywhere and see shows and, uh, and use them. I know that from our somewhat working a little bit together that your best situation is being in wonderful rooms of about 150 seat capacity, really getting close to your crowds and, and mm -hmm. vice versa. And uh, we're in a very interesting time. There's just not a whole lot of moving around or doing any kind of live shows right about now. But you folks, you've really taken advantage of that. You're kind of, you did something in lockdown, which is amazing. You've got a brand new CD that is released, uh, video content, and you actually put it all together while you were literally hunking down in your respective places. And technologically, you've put it together with a brand new release called Quarantunes. Yes? That's Correct. right. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. You know, when the pandemic hit and we were all being forced to stay home, rightfully so, to protect ourselves and to make sure that our nation, our world can get through this together. Um, we, like many arts organizations uh, this year, were forced to cancel all of our plans. Um, and starting in March, we knew early on that because we weren't going to be working for the year and possibly into 2021, that we had to do something. It, we couldn't just sit on our laurels and allow, the, allow our art to be silenced. Um, so instead of just sitting back and letting it happen to us, we thought that we should get lean harder into the online sphere. And we started making more music videos, more, more content for our uh, friends online, and more music. And lo and behold, we started making so much music that we had enough um, material for an album. And clearly, the title of the album had to be Quarantunes, music made during the quarantine. <laughs> and we compiled all the new stuff that we're making. And some of the unreleased uh, music that we had intended on recording and hadn't had the opportunity to do that. But now we had that opportunity and we ran with it. I think what we've created is really remarkable. We have a slew of new music videos and an entire album that really speaks to our experience this year, all ranging from the election to Black Lives Matter to the pandemic um, and some, you know, really silly, naughty stuff too. Not everything that we do is completely serious and politically oriented. A lot of our stuff is that, but we also want to have some fun. And I think that part of why the reason um, audiences glom onto us is because we have this eclectic combination of interests that are uh, housed in this glorious four-part harmony and uh, high hair and high jinks that people like to experience and we like to give it to them. You know, it's just a lot of fun. I love that high hair and high jinx. So just to get a quick overview of the latest release, and I know people hopefully are going to run right to your site and buy it and keep your uh, stocking stuffed with some kind of working capital this holiday season. <laughs> tracks, uh, tracks here like social distance, uh, grifters, uh, Scalia, <laughs> Stormy Daniels, which is sung to the tune of Stormy Weather, uh, Mad Attorney General. I love the fact that what you do is so relevant towards activism and consciousness increasing, which probably started in LGBTQ areas, but the arc of your intelligence is so breakthrough across all of humanity mm -hmm. and all of mm -hmm. social consciousness. And so 
you've got two functions here. You've got a writer who's writing content in political awareness, regardless of the spectrum. You know, it's like it's just about consciousness and, and social activism for everybody. Mm-hmm. And how did you get that axe into that tree is my question in terms of the writing of this. And who's doing the writing? And then you've got the musical aspect. I mean, somebody has got to take the time to really do musically your arrangements. How do you work that out in terms of who knows who's singing what? And, you know, especially under a lockdown, how do you coordinate all that? So you want to kind of approach some of those two angles? (laughs) Those are two great questions, two great angles. Um, The first piece about the writing, we still have uh, Benjamin Schatz, uh, our co-foundress and uh, emeritus Kinsey uh, around. He retired from performing with us on stage, but has not retired from writing. And he is still our chief writer. So as, you, as we've discussed before, he was heavily involved in political activism in the 90s during the height of the, the AIDS crisis uh, in San Francisco. And activism has always been part of the DNA of the Kinsey Six. And it continues to this day. And we are very, very privileged to still have his voice um, uh, powering the lyrics for the Kinsey Six. And he is and will always be someone who is in touch with um, making the world a better place and being the voice for the voiceless. I think that um, it's a, it's an, a common mistake for people to think that we only speak to LGBT issues, but we speak to issues that involve oppression of all kinds of groups of people um, and making sure that um, people are aware of that and, and, and housing that in what we think is entertaining. So as the cliche goes, um, medicine is easier to swallow with a spoonful of sugar. You know, this is we the, the drag, the music, the the comedy, that is all the sugar and the medicine is the the profound lyrics that Ben is able to bring together that speaks to all kinds of issues uh, from trans rights to Black Lives Matter to uh, what's going on in our politics today. And we're we're very open to hearing also um, feedback from our audiences to say, this is the stuff that needs to be speaking to, um, spoken about, or what you're talking about isn't, um, isn't exactly kosher with us. You know, there's, there's a way in which there's still also a dialogue with our audience. It's not just, here's our art, go ahead and absorb it. It's, here's our art, we, we need you to consider this, and we consider um, the opinions of our, of our audiences as well. So we're I, I hope that your listeners will check us out at kinsey6.com, K-N-S-E-Y-S-I-C-K-S. All our music, all our videos are there. And you will witness the brilliance of Ben Schatz's writing. He is the, the main writer for our, um, for our music, uh, our lyrics, and our scripts. But we also have um, our own ideas uh, with the current members of the group. And Spencer Brown has also taken up um, some of the responsibility for writing our new material. As for the music, uh, that's my responsibility. I am the musical director of the group. And um, yes, someone does have to decide who takes what part. And that's my decision, uh, mostly. I also uh, am very open to input from the group, but I do write uh, the vocal arrangements for the group, uh, for both the parodies and the original music. For the original music that Ben creates, he is a 
brilliant songwriter as well, not just the lyrics, but his melodies too. They're so catchy and beautiful. And um, there's, there's just a wide variety of, of musical tastes that he is, that he, uh, that he create, that he is into and he um, exports into the world. And I help him shape that music um, into glorious four-part harmony. Um, I have a background in music from the uh, University of California at Berkeley, but never did I think that that background would be used to uh, create music for a drag acapella group. And yet here we are. And I'm very pleased that, um, that the group is open to sometimes my zany ideas for arrangements. You know, I took um, a song from The Police, Every Breath You Take, uh, and the arrangement I made into, uh, the parody that we made was, is about um, uh, watching YouTube videos, and I made it into a polka. And there's an ABBA song um, that we made into uh, a different thing, Mamma Mia, which is obviously a beloved pop song, we made into a, uh, an operatic ballad called Gonorrhea. Um, so there's, <laughs> There's ways in which we, I, I like to play with arrangements so that it's not just um, a, a, a lifting of the, uh, or a, a straight up copy of the original arrangement so that it sounds totally familiar. There's absolutely room for that, but there's also room for making music that sounds fresh, new, like Weird Al. <laughs> I love how Weird Al sometimes does that. Well, too. you know, I, I wanted to comment on that because we do have listeners that are fans of traditional and well-executed barbershop quartet. And what I've noticed, because I also have a musical background, is that the way you've orchestrated some of your arrangements for four parts, they go into some beautiful, beautiful very much jazz voicing alternative harmonies, which are really, really intricate. So that's going to be another layer that you bring on top of traditional barbershop with your very much alternative voicing jazz construction of your four-part harmonies. Now, let me go into this thing because you say you decide the musical arrangements and that's fine. Who does what in the in the band? Like who's taking what general voicing for bass? Who's your tenor? Who's your who's your alto and who's yeah, your soprano? So in, in general, um, we have Winnie on bass, Angel on baritone, and Trampolina on tenor two, Trixie on tenor one, um, or or alto. But because the soloists change throughout a show. Um, everyone has to be very flexible with their um, with with their ability to perform. So even if if Winnie is singing a solo, someone else has to take the bass, and it's either Angel or myself. Um, if I'm taking the solo, uh, someone else has to take tenor one or or alto, and that's usually Trampolina. But it can also be Winnie because Nathan has what I think is the widest range in our group. He can hit all the way to a low E and sing higher than me in his falsetto. It's really remarkable. Oh, is that based upon the pants or the underwear that he's wearing on any given night? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just You'll have to answer that. <laughs> I had that problem for a while when I was running around Brazil and I thought I had to go see a doctor. And then somebody said, no, just go get a size higher on your underwear. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what we're talking about at this point, um, but uh, <laughs> so that's interesting. So, so your flexibility, not only musically, but you 
I mean, this is an awful lot to keep a track of. I remember getting into an interview once with the musicians from Queen, and they said it was oh. putting them mm -hmm. on the precipice of having to go get into a psychiatric hospital because it was almost like so much to keep track of for their live performance with all those intricate vocals, having to play those parts. You know, they're, <laughs> they're, inter they're literally playing classical music on stage, on instruments, let alone instrumentation, let alone their vocals. I could imagine because, again, when fans and new audiences come to see you, you know, and again, just for more information, Kinsey6.com, K-I-N-S-E-Y-S-I-C-K-S, -S -S, not the number six as the joke of numbers, but six as in, you know, we're all kind of sick here. Kinsey6.com, go check them out. But again, not only are you well-constructed in the writing of your music, parodies, the writing of your scripts but you're also improvisationally very, very good. Because when you say we have to change who's taking what vocal part based upon who's doing the solo, and you can do that pretty much, you've got that well rehearsed, I'm sure. But even on stage, improvisationally in comedy, you're very much on fire. I mean, you can pick up something in the room and integrate it on site, on stage very quickly. You're all very quick witted. And no matter what you try, it's funny to the audience. You don't seem to fail very often when you reach for those things. Well, that's Thanks. very sweet of you to say. Um, <laughs> we, mo our shows are 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 very are pretty scripted, and you know, once we you know have a have a feel for the show, we then can make room for the fifth member of the group, which is the audience. Um, and you know, we we have our our script and our show and our beats we need to hit uh, and then the, the songs, but the audience will be, you know, could be its own, could be its own animal. Um, and we've, you know, we've had, you know, we've had very quiet audiences that, I mean, it depends on the night of the week, uh, you know, that they're listening intently to everything we say, because uh, those songs, as you note, are incredibly dense uh, and not just, you know, the real heavy patter songs like Mad Attorney General or uh, uh, Get a Gun. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of quick references um, that that we that we that Ben includes in, in all of his work, and you know, we try to take that on as we take on more and more writing ourselves. That 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 gives it to a, you know multiple listening, and so for the first time, people are just trying to absorb what on earth is happening. Um, oh, they're referencing that. Oh, there's that reference, and there's this little nugget that's tucked in there, um, and it's it's really a gem. To, to experience that with the audience. And as things happen with the audience, you know, you gotta be on, you gotta be on your toes and we keep each other on our toes as well. Um, you know, we are professionals, but we will, you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll try things on the fly uh, as we, as we go as, as uh, to keep, you know, to keep everybody going without being too irresponsible. And uh, you know, cause nobody likes a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> to perform but um but yeah unless all, it's rachel um, everyone loves well, rachel you know what she founded the group so i guess there's a little bit of leeway there we can <laughs> afford um bless her heart uh ron, ron i'm glad you mentioned the the bit about queen saying that every performance is like they they have to go to a psychiatric ward or see a therapist because there's just so much going on in order to keep things together uh the same thing happens with the kinsey six you know we're juggling all kinds of things, music and comedy and uh, a script, um, the drag itself, you know, unlike, unlike other 
boy bands. We are also a girl band, so we have to have this incredible costuming uh, involved with our stuff too. Um, and this is when when audience see us and they're not familiar with us and they see a drag show, they're just gonna think, oh, lip syncing drag queens, fun, fun, fun. And there is an art to that. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely an art to that. But our our art includes incredibly dense writing in both the music and the script. So we have to, we have an incredible juggling act that people are witness to. And I think that's part of the magic is that um, people wonder how is it that we can do that? How is it that these drag queens are able to also be musicians and comedians and social activists and seem to like each other on stage and work well together? You know, an ensemble of drag queens is who can perform for an hour and a half without killing each other. Where does that exist? <laughs> well, unless maybe one of you is having a bad hair day. Uh, <laughs> That's me every night. That's funny. That is funny. Let's get into the quarantunes. I'm, I'm, we're going to listen to a couple of tracks, but before we do, I, I, again, these, your ability to make fun of society and what's happening in the ever-present moment, you have one track, Good Ventilation. I, I obviously, we know that we know where it came from in terms of the parody. Do you want to talk a little bit about good, uh, good ventilation? It's a great song. It's uh, Ben Schatz penned this uh, a while ago, but he penned it with something in mind that it would, ha it would outlast, you know, a specific moment. Cause I mean, even once the pandemic itself is under control, um, it's going to be important to keep, you know, airflow moving and keep, you know, air, you know, keeping good ventilation as a, as a priority because <laughs> everybody likes fresh air. Stagnant air is terrible for any kind of health, either, you know, in a pandemic or outside of it. And so he penned this um, and, you know, Jeff took to arranging it and we, we, we took to learning it. And um, we realized what a monumental piece the original um, Brian Wilson Good Vibrations was. I mean, this, I mean, talk about classical music, this thing has it has literal cuts in it with these five different sections that to analyze it it's all over the place um so it's uh it's 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 a piece it's really it was a blast to record um and i think jeff did a wonderful job capturing the the fun and, and wackiness of ryan wilson's instrumentation uh complete with jeff's own theremin uh bits that, <laughs> that he gets to do uh in the in the arrangement that is just so delicious and fun to do jeff are you actually playing the theremin on the track no i'm singing as a theremin oh you're singing as a theremin oh yeah. great so not not only we, can you do 54 genders you can actually get into the technology <laughs> and play ro play robots and machines as well okay well yeah we, of the human voice to yeah it's all kinds of in instruments is really a remarkable thing it is the first instrument and the one of the greatest instruments and i'm so i feel i always feel so so what is it magical magicalized enthralled by harmonies you know this is something that has been going on for thousands if not millions of years that the ability for us to combine our voices and to create something greater than ourselves with just our bodies and the air it is an incredible experience and <laughs> brian wilson created an a monumentally extravagant, 
gorgeous, beautiful pop song. No pop song has a right to be this fabulous, this complicated, this this intelligent, and yet it exists. It's one of the most brilliant pop songs that has ever been written. And I'm so pleased that we were able to, to pull it off. You know, Brian Wilson had the, an army of musicians to work with. We only have four. So we had to distill his brilliance into, some, into a tiny ensemble. And I think we did a, a, a wonderful job on that. Well, we're going to spin it and give a quick listen to it, and then uh, we'll we'll come back and chat a little bit. Good ventilation. I, I love the colorful masks you wear. When they're left in sunlight, there's no virus there. So we can avoid stagnation Let's protect our respiration Fresh air dilutes exhalation We gotta have air filtration Safeguard your inhalation Let's talk about Sound of Sirens, also from Quarantunes. Do you have comments on Sound of Sirens? Oh, gosh. I love that song. Um, Benjamin Schatz, again, our chief lyricist, wrote this in response to the incredible injustice that was happening during both, both the simultaneous experience of the pandemic and the riots that were happening in the um, in the, the, the wake of the murder of George Floyd. So there was a, a need for our group, I think, to be able to express the sorrow of the injustice that was happening. And Ben used um, the original Simon and Garfunkel um, as the vehicle for, uh, for that sentiment. And originally I, I was not a fan of the original song. And not because it was bad, but because I just didn't know it very well. And in researching uh, the music so that I can find more inspiration for writing an arrangement, I found that it was, it's a beautiful piece of music. And I wanted to give our own spin to it. I know there's a lot of other covers of the song, but I wanted to make a new version that took advantage of the lyrics, the sentiment. And there's a, a, a more sorrowful um, quality to it that I think comes off from the arrangement. There's a, there's a really angry one by a group called Disturbed, which has hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. And that also has a really great take on um, the original number. But I think ours has a, it's very, it's more melancholy, um, tearful, heartfelt, uh, uh, not that the original didn't have that, but I think this one lends itself to the moment. But these rulers all well known If we rise up, they must go Hear their lies so they might fool you Inhale their hate so they can rule you 
backs were stabbed by rulers who saw the light and thought they might make bucks and pounds from silence. But in full churches they still pray to the Chicago God they Need stock markets performing, but we all pay the price for their prophets as written on cemetery walls and tenement halls and wailing in the sounds of sirens. Sound of Sirens from Quarantunes, the latest release from Kinsey 6. And if you want to pick up a copy of the CD, by all means, go to Kinsey6.com. And I'm sure the guy gals will uh, appreciate it. The Kinsey 6, America's favorite dragapella beauty shop quartet releasing Quarantunes. And as an extra little holiday gift, you folks, uh, you came up with like a little Christmas uh, disc nugget as well. Didn't you come up with yet another little small release just for the holidays? Also? We did. Everyone everyone deserves a, a small release during the holidays, don't they? It, <laughs> we, yeah, maybe we, more than one. Well, we, in our, um, in our, you know, uh, in, in creating all, all sorts of content, um, we got rather prolific and found, well, we're going to record these additional holiday songs. You're getting ready. And, um, uh, we initially were just going to release one of our songs, Lusty of the Snowman, which is very, very naughty parody. And but Jeff came up with the idea, well, we have these other two songs. Why not, you know, make a little, little, why not put them on a little sweet lip? And so a little album lip. So we did that. And, and so we now have Roasted Chestnuts, a, a three track suite um, that to wet your whistle for the holidays. Um, and it's a, it's a nice little bit. We love it. Folks, just for a little bit of extra holiday cheer, go to visit Kinsey6.com. You can certainly go grab the extra little nugget of the holidays. That's uh, the new release, Quarantunes, from the Kinsey6. It's available at www.kinsey6.com, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, and of course, Amazon Music. And your suggested retail is about 15 bucks, uh, $12 mm-hmm. on the digital download. And I think the Kinsey's have got some specials for you if you go get it from them at their website. If you're not familiar with them, Billboard Magazine, one of the more uniquely original and thoroughly fun and entertaining acts we have encountered in years, the New York Times, Voices Sweet as Birdsong. And I will give that testimony as well. Featuring the voice talents, Spencer Brown, Jeff Manabat, Nathan Markin, J.B. McClendon, written a lot of these stuff. Of course, you all know Benjamin Schatz. This has been really a lot of fun, Nathan. Thank you, Ron. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Why don't we going to, we're going to go ahead and play this out with a little nugget here from your Christmas release. I want to just thank you for taking the time to be with me here today. That's our pleasure. Us, Ron. Have 
chose And when, who knows I'll see the other three Christ must we still sing to you We don't love life's dreams So we'll be home this Christmas Cause to 